today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are talking all things ACC Big Ten Challenge. The Big Ten once again came out on top. I say once again mm-hmm. as though we've won like the last ten in a row. I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've won in a while, Tate. But uh, whatever. I think we'll it's two it. in a row, actually. Uh, is it I two in a row? That up. Yeah, because the, the, you know we talked about this on the last show. Yeah. Nobody knows, nobody remembers. But I feel like the Big Ten has a lot of pride in this challenge. And as a North Carolina guy, yeah. North Carolina does not do very well, so I have no pride, and I don't care. Well, we have pride because uh, coming into the season, the Big Ten is the best conference, and that's all. It's just setting up for this to be a Big Ten year where I yeah. we talk about how great the Big Ten is. I looked at Ken Palm. And there's like, March hits, and what yeah. happens? We have like 12 of the top 30 teams in Ken Palm, and it's going to be one mm. of those years where we have eight of the top of eight of the final 32 in the tournament, five in the Sweet 16, two in the Final Four, and zero national top. Mm. But uh, anyway, we're going to break down all the a- ACC Big Ten Challenge, and and by that I mean we're going to talk about Coach K and, yes. and losing at yes. home to Illinois and yes. the fallout from that is become the topic in college basketball. Uh, we're going to do our best to not spend the entire show belaboring it, but at the same time, I mean, my God. <laughs> it's time. To talk about You're it. yeah. actually more fired up about this than I am. I, I think uh, I am, yeah. This is this is basically what I would say par for the course when you talk about yeah. Coach K yeah. and moments like this. So it'll be fun. I can't wait. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We'll, we'll also hit uh, Kansas Creighton. That was a fun game. Mm. Uh, came down to the wire. Missed free throw was the difference in that one. And we just got done watching San Diego State and Arizona State. And I think it's time to talk about San Diego State and Gonzaga being the best teams in the Pac-12. So we're going to do a Pac-12 update to wrap this whole thing up. We're going to get to all of it. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. All right, we just got done watching uh, San Diego State hand it to Arizona State, and mm-hmm. I definitely want to make sure we, we save time on the back end to talk about that because uh, San Diego State undefeated watch is officially on, I think, Tate. I think mm-hmm. it's San Diego State undefeated 2.0. Uh, they never actually lost last year because they lost in a way that nobody was actually watching and uh, people kind of forget, and then COVID happened. We can kind of muddy the waters a little bit, but uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I just want to, I, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it later, I guess. But I yeah, yeah. Know. Yet another feather in the cap for Michael Jordan being the only person winning 2020. I guess LeBron is also winning 2020. So the two best basketball players of all time are winning 2020. Uh, Jordan Brand doing well with San Diego State. West Coast basketball doing well because we have a Pac-12 update. But the real update, Mark Titus, as you know, is our guy, <laughs> the, the, the basketball world's guy, uh, the basketball coach of USA, as he reminded us in his press conference today, wearing his Team USA sweatshirt. That is the Sith Lord himself, Coach K. Uh, he who shall not be named. And uh, he had a lot to say. And you're ready to go, so I want you to take off here. Because I, 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 as I up. said, this is par for the course. Coach K, he says, let's shut it down. He is hitting not only the panic button, but the pause button. He wants to pause. He wants to pause. So... Here, here's why I'm fired up. First of all, I want to say I want to say this first, so that way everyone knows <laughs> that I'm not a complete moron, um, yes, and I'm not. Yes. The, the coach K is right. He yes. everything he said is correct. Yes. There, yes. there is a pandemic going on, Tate. It is bad. It is getting worse. The idea of playing amateur sports in this pandemic is insane. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Jay Billis was saying it during the Illinois. Duke game. Uh, he went on a tangent because I think word broke uh, during that broadcast that that Michigan State Virginia was was canceled or postponed yeah. or whatever the terminology they're going to use for that. 
Uh, so then Jay Bill has kind of used that as a platform to say like, this is wild that we're doing this still. And uh, w- you and I have been pretty consistent with this as, as college football announced they were coming back and the Big Ten said, we're not going to come back. Wait, yes, we are. And then mm-hmm. just the, over the summer and, and as we've been nearing the start of the season, um, we have both been consistent with our thoughts or, or maybe I'll just speak for myself. I've been consistent with believing that it, it seems weird to be playing. It seems weird. It seems like we should we should probably not be playing. But also, if you're going to play, I'm going to watch and I'm going to love it. And I'm going mm-hmm. to tune into every second that I can and and eat it all up. So in that regard, what, what Coach K said, uh, basically bullet points are, I don't know if this, I don't know if we should be playing right now, given the state of the world. I don't know if, like all of that makes sense. That is not the issue. The issue is he could have said this. It is. It has been 272 days between when the NCAA tournament, when the 2020 NCAA tournament was canceled, and Duke got their brains beat in by Illinois Tate. Mm-hmm. At any point during that time, Coach Cage should have been like, "I we we probably shouldn't play." He could have said that, and I know he's thrown out the ideas of like everyone get into the tournament. Maybe we come up with a different system. Whatever, whatever. Coach K has not thrown his weight behind in a in a public way. He has not said. This is asinine that we're playing. We we should not be doing this um, until now. So this idea that that we're haters, and I'm saying you and I and everyone else that's pointing out the fact that he's only saying this because he's two and two, and his team is garbage, and there's no hope in sight, and they're not they're not good. They're not a good basketball team. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they they're not cont- like if you're talking panic button. Kentucky is in a worse spot given who Kentucky lost to and how they lost. Duke's two losses are defensible. They're pretty good teams, you know. Um, but they do not inspire confidence. When you watch Duke play basketball, it is not a team that you're like, all right, if they can click a few things, they're going to be pretty good. They just, they're just not a good basketball team. And forgive me, given his past, like, again, it's funny because to you, this is, this is old hat, but you know, I'm just getting fired up because it's, it it seems like a cop out. It seems like he, he, we we live in these time this time Mm -hmm. where you could just say, as we've joked many times on the show, in the interest of safety and well-being of our players. Player safety, and then, yeah. Yeah, and then you could literally say anything, and then everyone's like, well, we can't criticize this guy now because obviously he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's looking out for his players. If Coach K doesn't want to play, if he doesn't want his team to play, don't play. Nobody's stopping you, K. Mm. Take your t- like that's what they've decided. Mm. They decided they're done with non-conference. Good for you. Be done. You don't have to go on a. You don't have to stand on your soapbox right after you get your brains beat in by Illinois and say, I don't know if college basketball should be playing. When the rest of college basketball is doing just fine, it's always the coaches. Again, I'm I'm very fired up. I'll I'll let you talk. It's always the coaches though, Tate. Jim Beheim did the same thing. We called him out for this at halftime. He's losing to Bryant, and he says, "I don't know if we should be playing this game." I don't know, Jim. You could have said that before the game. You could have said that any other time. You wait till you're losing at home to Bryant at halftime to say this. Coach K could have said this. They on Friday they beat Bellarmine. Uh, which is a parentheses team. I don't even know what state that is. Put it in parentheses and, and let me know. Um, they destroyed mm-hmm. Bellarmine. Mm-hmm. He very easily could have come out after that game and, and done a public thing and done a video that he shot in his office with the USA logo on his thing and said, I don't think we should be playing. I know we just won. I know we're back on the winning ways after we lost to Michigan State. Now we just won. All that's great. I don't think we should be playing. Maybe do it then, Kay. Like, what's changed between Friday and now, Tate? What has changed? Nothing has changed. I don't... It's... 
I'm I'm the I'm the guy that got 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 our butts beat. I, we got our butts beat. That's what he kept saying after the game. Uh, I don't think it feels right to anybody. And shout out to Josh Graham because Josh Graham is a local radio guy. Uh, he actually we interned at the same place, David Glenn Radio Show. He asked this question to Coach K. He baited him into this, um, and he asked him if it felt right. And Coach K, you know, immediately took that bait because he said, you know what. It really doesn't feel right because now is mm-hmm. the time to strike. Now is the time to get ahead of the narrative. <laughs> now is the time to point out that I, I don't know who handles college basketball. I don't know. The, the best part about this, he goes, Mark Titus, we made an assessment. We made an assessment. And then he said, I'm not sure who leads college basketball. So he, right there is a contradiction. He says, we made an we, assessment. Yeah, we made the assessment. As college basketball, which you saw the headlines, he said, put everybody in the tournament. He said, let's get everybody in there. He said, we got to play this tournament, son, because if we don't play this tournament, it's over. We got to play. He said, put them in. He's like, we made the assessment. We said that. And and then now he said, I'm not sure who leads college basketball. You lead it, Coach K. Yeah. You're the leader. You're you say literally all, the, the most you powerful say, voice. Yeah. You, yeah. You say that there's all these committees. We know Condoleezza Rice is up there. We know she's on these committees. You know, we know this stuff. Colin Powell's on a committee also. We know mm. this stuff is happening. But at the end of the day, Coach K, you are right, as you were saying. Uh, but we saw the graphic. You said you didn't know if you could see Brad Underwood winning in, in Cameron Indoor. But we did see the graphic mm-hmm. that Duke has lost multiple non-conference games at Cameron Indoor for the first time in 37 years. Yes. that That is true. That yeah. is where we are. And that is where Coach K is. And Coach K was taken into this question by Josh Graham, as I had mentioned. He brought up Coach Steve Forbes. Coach Steve Forbes is the controversy king of college basketball right now first we get olivier sar drama over the offseason mm-hmm. he goes on josh graham's radio show he basically calls out coach calipari josh graham baits him like gets coach forbes into it then coach k brings in coach forbes into this press conference he says i am texting wake forest coach coach forbes right now late at night coach k is i had no idea they had this relationship but coach forbes kid had covid and five players on wake forest so they, they, they had this whole conversation mm-hmm. so coach k is bringing like in personal experience he's also dragging coach forbes into the forefront to make him be the fall guy just right. in case his comments don't land you know what i mean he's like this actually was coach forbes idea he's the one that brought this up to me um and then he goes into player safety uh which you and i like we said every we are player safety first podcast first and foremost always have been always have been always will be uh-huh. uh the mental and physical health of the players uh and the staff you know we we are always going to put that first and foremost he says they have to assess that but like you mentioned he you know if you don't want to play the game don't play the games Just whatever you're, game. you're not going to play hard like it's you're not, not going to play gardner webb that, okay that, that that's the point i guess like is, is, is being lost is that uh a lot but of next people... wednesday we'll be at notre dame yeah, and we'll see gonna... you there don't play what notre dame talking? what what are you doing Kay? don't play notre dame like no one is making i know the acc quote unquote is making you play notre dame they're not they're not what i, I promised you mike krzyzewski if how, you say how are you, you taking put your the moral high ground but you're playing the acc game next wednesday exactly night. your kids are going to go home for christmas break but not actually on christmas what Mark Titus? What are we talking about? Why? Why? What? Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Dude, okay. what's being lost is that uh, everyone everyone is talking about th- th- this idea that there's no leadership and um, uh. Seth Greenberg, to his credit, who I I uh, like to make jokes about any chance I can get, uh, but but he he has been making this point over and over that um, 
the NCA is not mandating that these. We, we we we've made this point on the show. The NCA does not mandate like you have to play this, this, no. or this. The NCA's function is to preserve amateurism with their rules, and and they they legislate that. And if people skirt amateurism, they drop the hammer and say you can't hang your banners up. That's that's one or of their do functions. They? I mean, yeah, yeah whatever. Knows? But yeah. who cares? For the purposes of our discussion <laughs> yes, here, yes, yes, they do. Uh, that's point one. The other thing they do is they crown a national champion, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's pretty much all. Yeah. That's all they do. That's all the NCAA does. They do not tell Duke you have to play these games. They do not say like you. You might. I know. I know. There's a thing with their tournament this year. There's a certain number of games they have to play. I get that. Like we all know, they would fight. Like if if Coach K doesn't want to like get that out of my face. Um. So this idea that we're blaming like that that the NCAA quote unquote the shadowy figure Mark Emmert himself from on high looked down and said Duke you must play Illinois as this pandemic rages on. That did not happen, Tate. Mm-hmm. No one, no one told Coach K you have to play, and I get the idea that the ACC told him. Yeah. But again, mm-hmm. let's be practical about this. Mike Shashevsky says I don't want to play. He's not playing, and there's nothing anyone's doing about it. There's no the, the ACC offices aren't saying no, you must play or or don't play. No one's making you play. It's fine. I I ugh. I'm fired up. I'm fired up about it because uh, it's it's stupid. It's uh, it, it, the, the timing of it is ridiculous. The, the people that are naive enough to genuinely believe that, like, like by the way, I watched the entire Illinois game. This man had his mask on his chin for two straight hours, Tate. <laughs> every time they showed it, every time he's he's next to anybody, he's got his mask on his chin. Yeah. Every time he's talking to anybody, refs, players, coaches, you name it, Coach K's got the mask on the chin. And you're telling me that guy cares about COVID, that that guy is like, I am very locked in on on my players being safe and all that kind of stuff. Again, everything you're saying makes sense. It's the messenger. It's the timing. It's your history. It's everything else. You know that that mm-hmm. we we have a problem with that in college basketball in general. That Rick Pitino is a voice of reason. That Mike Shashevsky is a voice of reason. That Sean Miller uh, the other day I saw he's he's on a tangent about charges. Will wait. Will wait. And it's like all of these guys are making great points, but like for the love of God, can Tony Bennett say something? Can we get like guys like that to step Can Roy up? Roy Williams. Where's I mean, Roy I guess, Williams? Yeah, <laughs> Roy Williams said something about mass. He always wears his mask while he's coaching. But like you said, Coach K loves the chin diaper. Coach K has had a point of no return at this point. I think he's trying to save face oh as God, best dude. he can. He's going to look at the end of the day, you have to play 13 games to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So Coach K is going to spin that the best way. But he you can. also He's, don't. I mean, we just saw Ohio State football, like the Big Ten changed the yeah, rule. Exactly. If, if Duke if Duke if plays they have a tournament, they're games, gonna invite whoever they want. Duke's exactly. gonna be in. Like what, yeah. what come on. What are we yeah. doing? Yeah. It's it's I don't know. It, and, and and if you don't want to play, if 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 you if you really believe that the pandemic is is your the safety and health Look. and and it's irresponsible and all that, I agree with you. I I agree with you. If if mm. in, if every program came out tomorrow and said we're canceling the if college basketball is canceled tomorrow, Tate, I would be sad. I would be devastated. Mm. I want college basketball to play, but I would also say that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm not going to argue with that. That we makes can, a lot of see, sense to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So do that. If, if it means that much to you, you will get no criticism to me I from me. But no, you're going to go play another game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm also going to set the record straight for some of the people that I saw bringing up the Peacock Dead and talking about 1994-95 and talking about Coach K having the back injury. And, you know, th- those jokes 
were played out because Coach K already did the back injury in 2016-2017. People forget that Coach K already pulled the back again because they were the preseason favorites. They were supposed to win the national championship. They got Harry Giles. They got Jason Tatum. And in the middle of January, Coach K said, wait a second, North Carolina is going to get redemption. North Carolina is going to win the national championship. My back hurts. I am out. He misses, yeah. I think, eight games at that point. Coach K has already done that. It was 2016, 2017. This is a new Coach K. This is not a back pull move. This is a Coach K making a move for... He, he's trying to go global. He's trying to go bigger than Duke basketball. He's mm-hmm. trying to go USA basketball. That's why he has the Team USA logo on his chest. He is above Duke. He is above the brand. And if I was a Cameron crazy and I wasn't allowed to be in that building and make a difference like they always do... I would say, who is this man? This man has lost his way. He, we no, need to well, bring him back on. to Duke culture. Where, where is the brotherhood right now? Coach K is above the brotherhood. Bring him back down. He bring took him the, back no, to reality. He, he, he yeah. took the D off his own chest. Exactly. Yeah, and he put yeah. the USA. <laughs> he was like, I don't need the D anymore. And everyone's like, where is the D, Coach K? I'm and just, nobody knows. Dude, I, I, again, I understand that you're, you, you've, this is old news to you, but I, I, I think I've just officially reached my breaking point with the, with the Coach K self-righteousness. And mm. it's, I, I just had, like, I, and, and I get that I'm going to be called a Duke hater, whatever. I don't mm-hmm. care. I'm, I, uh, obviously, I don't love Again, Duke, but I, Coach I feel K like is right. Coach K is right Coach in what K he is, is right in, in what he is saying, but he is wrong when he said it. He is wrong, and we all know that he's trying to pull one over on us. And the Duke fans know it themselves, and we see right through it. That's yeah. all it is. That's yeah. all it and, is. And I don't know. I don't it's know. Okay. I'm, I'm not a Duke. I'm not a Duke hater at all. In fact, I, I many times there, there have been all sorts of Duke teams, especially recently, that I've fallen in mm-hmm. love with. I when we, when we went to the Champions Classic, we watched Zion just beat the brakes off of uh, Kentucky. I, I've never been happier in my life. I remember doing that podcast and just being giddy. I was like, this is so amazing. You're Duke a Duke so lover. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I get yeah. accused of loving Duke, whatever. Um, I, I, I will argue till I'm blue in the face that coach K is the greatest coach of all time. I, 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 I will. I genuinely will. I think he is. I think he deserves all all the praise as like a basketball mind or like his accomplishments. His resume speaks for itself. <laughs> they all took of me that. off the camera because I'm shaking my head now. That's <laughs> that's why this is so great. No. I love that we're on Fox. So like when my, I give my really biased opinion on things, they're like, wait a second. This man won a thousand games and the other host is shaking his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He no, just, I uh, he, he was right right place right time. You know what it is. No, uh, no, no I I will I will, I will disagree with that. No, coaching what I'm saying, coaching. Tate, is that I respect <laughs> his coaching. I respect it, uh, everything about him. He's he is the goat. All that stuff, but the self not righteous. <laughs> the self righteousness has got it. It's it's just too much. It's yeah. it's 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 too much. It just is. Mm. I I don't know. I'm mm. I'm. I'm over it. The the opportunistic, uh, of course, the timing is not a coincidence. I know he was asked the question, but like, come on, you have to be smart because he said it himself in the press conference. He said, "I know people are going to mention that I'm only saying this because we lost." Yeah, duh. Yeah. Like, how how have you I been did. the face of college mm-hmm. basketball for forty years, state, and you still don't really have a grasp on your platform, and that when you speak, you carry more weight than everyone else when they speak? Like, stop it. You know mm-hmm. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can we talk about Nate Oates? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's see, that is the flip side of the conversation because Coach K says this. He he expects the media, he expects the, you know all of us, you and I, to mm-hmm. say, "Wow, Coach K, thank you for leading us through these dark hours." Leader of men. Yeah, exactly. We we, we thank you for being our savior. Thank you for being the Dark Knight. Uh, you are basically our version of Batman. And instead, Nato said, 
I've had COVID, which I'm like, no. I, you know, and as soon as he said that, I just want to say on the record, you and I were in the same building with Nate Oates, and I was about eight feet, nine feet away from him. <laughs> and like, it, 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 as soon as he said that, I was like, I was like what the? What? <laughs> I feel threatened. Uh, okay. But anyways, Nate Oates responds to Coach K, and he starts out. He was asked a question, and he says, you know, I will ask this back basically rhetorically. Do you think if Coach K had not lost two non-conference games, uh, do you think that he would have said that? And the reporter said no, and then take it away from there because yeah. Nate, Nate Oates goes off. Yeah, and Nate Oates, uh, genius move on his part. He, For the record, he did not actually say that coach no, K was the reporter answered he was like well you said it not me you said it not me. <laughs> got him I like that I thought Jeez. that was good he also uh, <laughs> at one point during his rant he started a sentence with if COVID oh. is so bad and then he paused and then he diverted his way away from that thought and when I was watching that that was the most tense I've been in mm. a very long time because mm. I, I had no idea where he was going with that again but, you and I were just in the same building as yeah. him and, and everything he said about it I was like wait a second coach but at, at this point in time <laughs> When you're a public figure, you do not want to start no. sentences with "if COVID no. is so bad, comma." No. <laughs> That's what he did. <laughs> and he ultimately, I got the point. He ultimately like brought it home in a halfway decent, mm. coherent way. But man, that is not where you want to take a. That's you don't want to start a sentence with that. But if you start a sentence with that, you really don't want to take a big pause and divert yeah. your thought and then not come back to. That. Uh, so he did that, but um. No, I, I listen, like it's, it's another one of those things. Like, I, I, I don't, I feel like Nate Oates is, uh, you, you know, like I, I don't, he's not a hero to me for doing this. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think that he's, um, necessarily like right either, you know? Cause like, again, I think Kay has some good points and, and makes a lot of sense. So I'm not going to like pat Nate Oates on the back and say, no, you're right. The, everyone should be playing. We should be forcing amateur athletes. <laughs> yeah. And, it's got to be a middle ground, right? Yeah, and even even if the athletes want to play, I mean, Billis brought this point up: is like we we do this with lightning when when there's a football game going on. Like the football players still want to play if it's lightning, and we say no, get off the get off. Yeah, the field. it's not safe. Like, yeah, 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 what are we doing? Like, I mean, adults. I think I think yeah. Izzo said so, you know a, a nice sentiment in in between, which is basically like you know these kids want to play, and you know I think some people were like, this is what I want to hear from my coach, and you know it's not as yeah doom and gloom i guess you know but it, it is it is like nate Oates comes hard charging at coach k and the media response i love that though i do yeah. love that he just went after him though. well the media response is he's dead man walking right so the best <laughs> the best case scenario as we, as we reported in the offseason alabama is in a hunt for five stars mm -hmm. they are going after recruits that coach k and duke are going after so this is nate Oates making recruiting play uh more than anything and he obviously gets to take a free shot at coach k um, but I think coach K sees this and I think he gives no response Titus. Uh, and I think he maybe sends a note to his office and says the elephant never sees the ant. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think he sends some cryptic quote like that. And Nate Oates doesn't quite get it. He's like, what is it? What? <laughs> he's like, what the are Duke, you Duke, are you republican the duke and, instagram uh, account yeah, tweets yeah, yeah. the duke instagram account posts something that says the lion does not concern himself with sheep and then yeah, it's the yeah. uh the emoji with the the steam coming out of your nose it's like three of those yeah <laughs> it's it's gonna be something cryptic like that very passive aggressive like uh nate Oates will get that but he will not get a proper response from coach k I don't think he's a dead man walking. I think this is a very no. smart. Uh, I think we got to get rid of that notes. mindset yeah. too. By the way, that you can't criticize. I mean, folks, the emperor does not have clothes on. 
Yes. I, hate to, I hate to be the one to point this no, out to you. No, he has sweatpants on or gym <laughs> shorts, which is even funnier to think about. He yeah. does not have a mask on either, as it turns out. <laughs> I mean, like, what are we doing? It's, uh, it's, it's, I've, just the final thought, because again, we could do seven podcasts on this, mm-hmm. is just, I, I have officially reached my breaking point with Coach K trying to convince the world that he's Dean Smith when he is Bob Knight. He's mm-hmm. been Bob Knight all along. He, he is. He is He'll not. Never be a, the goat. Yeah. He he is not a, a a gentle, warm soul who is a leader of men. Like like his persona would lead you to believe that is not who he is. And I mm-hmm. and that has always been like love or hate Bob Knight. Bob Knight is who he is behind closed doors. He's the same guy when he comes out at halftime of a Purdue game and he's just yelling defense and he's grabbing his, you know, like he's he's always been the same guy. Yeah. And everyone hates him. Yeah. Um. But at least there's some sort of. I, I don't know, respect and like the idea of like, well, at least he's genuine, you know, coach K his whole thing is like, I'm going to be Bob Knight behind closed doors. And in yeah. practices, I am going to motherfuck my players. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse my language, but there's no mm-hmm. other way to really, that's, that is the, that is the mindset. But then when I'm in front of cameras, I'm going to be the leader of men and mm-hmm. g- a gentle, like soul. They need a break. Wishes everybody well. They need yeah. a break. Dude, the break <laughs> video, you're taking a break for Chris. You, he literally says, we're going to allow our team to go home for Christmas. And the, the very next words out of his mouth, they are not going to be home for Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, Christmas Day. Yeah. And th- that is, that is coach. K- that is, that is what is that. That's who he is. It's like, mm-hmm. you're, you, you can't, you can't, he, he says, we're going to let our guys go home for Christmas, which is the Dean Smith move, which is the family is important. Being home for the holidays is important. These, it's been taxing on these players to be here during this time. And we've had him here a long time and living under strict protocols and all that. That's the Dean Smith part of the quote. But then the truth comes out, and it's the Bob Knight part, which is I'm going to run their asses on Christmas because they're playing like garbage. And that's that's who he is. And it's like, why does no one else see it? And why why is there this mindset that Nate Oates saying this, he's a dead man walking? Be done with it. The era of Coach K is, is ending very soon. Do not be afraid to speak out. The emperor does not have clothes. He is not wearing a mask. It's okay. Coach K is not perfect. We can play basketball if we want. We can cancel games if we want. That's all I have to say. Let's move on. <laughs> mm, let's move on. Let's move on to an actual emperor with no clothes on. And that is Josh Pastner because I have to get your, I mean, I guess not an emperor. I guess he is like a guard that somehow has gotten into uh, town and is acting a fool at this point. But he, <laughs> Josh Pastner won his game, which you predicted, which I give you kudos for. Congratulations. I was very that. confident. Yeah, I, took, yeah. I took some heat for that from yeah. Nebraska fans. The haters then, were coming after you. And yeah, guess what? Yeah. You delivered. And Josh Pastner, who is, uh, as Mike Rutherford pointed out one time, the Michael Scott of coaching, and <laughs> and and, and That's so far, I never heard Mike say that before. That's yeah, great. yeah, That's it's awesome. it, he did a quote list, I think, with like it was Josh Pastner or Michael Scott, and like Josh Pastner's quotes basically aligned with Michael Scott as you'd expect. And then after the game, they get the win. They're in the locker room. He goes to an Amazon Prime box. And I reiterate, this man <laughs> opens up an Amazon Prime box. He's obviously ordered a special edition coronavirus-inspired pinata. <laughs> Just saying those words. I'm, I mean, I mean, this is pinata. this is this is the ACC Big Ten Challenge. They win the game against Nebraska against Fred oh. Hoiberg, who coached in the NBA. Josh Pastner awkwardly brings out a COVID pinata his players don't even know what it is they're like is that a ball that a COVID ball there's a lot of questions uh josh pastner has really no answer other than like you can break the the COVID ball 
and and I guess symbolic, symbolically break the chains of COVID over basketball this season. Who knows what is going on here? But again, there's a pinata. It is thrown on the ground a couple times. It breaks, and yes, you expect candy goes everywhere. This man, literally, as if he's coaching like kindergartners. I Josh Pastner is unbelievable. Good guy of the year. Congratulations. He can't be tops. He uh, is he is everything. And our, uh what is that? No our buddies knows. at uh our buddies at part of my take love to point out like football guys is, is the term that they use for, yeah. for guys that and, and they, they they mention how football coaches are are basically out of their minds, right? Mm-hmm. And um I, I just want to point out I think basketball coaches, I, I feel like we've talked about this before, but I think I think college basketball coaches are crazier because College football coaches are, they are crazy. I will give you that, but they seem to all be cut from a similar cloth where they're all the type to like headbutt their players when their players wearing a helmet and then they're bleeding. Mm-hmm. And um, I, they all kind of seem cut from a similar cloth. Whereas basketball coaches, uh, you get the whole gamut of motivational tactics from these guys and, 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 and things that they think are cool and not cool. And Eric mm-hmm. Musselman shooting videos with, yeah. <laughs> with whatever the hell's going on down in Arkansas. And he's like, this is, this is the tick. Like someone's telling Eric Musselman, like, this is the ticket. He's like, all right, I'll do it. He's like, uh, whatever it takes. Steve, he's like, what Steve are we Ford doing? We're throwing down a mask. He's, he's throwing like, a mask. It it's, it's all, they're all over the place. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why I find it funnier. Like it's not as, uh, it's not as, as intense as the football coach. The football coaches are crazier in that regard. Like they'll, mm. they'll just, yeah, just run, like try to literally run through brick walls and stuff like that. But basketball coaches are out of their minds. I, I remember I had a basketball coach one time who – this wasn't at Ohio State, so uh, don't nobody tried to, like, connect dots and figure out <laughs> if this was Jeff Bowles, basically, is what I'm saying. This was not Jeff Bowles. Um, he, he he walks into the, the our, our locker room one time. We were playing well, and he's got his hand down his pants, and he's, he's basically making his pants have a tent pitched, and he's pointing mm-hmm. his finger out to make it look like he's got an erection. And he just walks in, and he's like – Fellas, this is how I'm feeling right now. And we're all looking around like, what? And he's mm-hmm. like, you guys play like this. It makes me look like this. And I was mm-hmm. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what has happened? Like, coach, you could have said that without putting yeah. your hand on your pants and making you look like you had a boner. Like, yeah. what is going on? Uh, that That's what came to mind with Pastor doing this. It's like, football coaches know the recipe. They're like, all you have to do is yell a lot and bang your head on something and break something. And basketball coaches don't know what the formula is to motivate mm-hmm. their teams. So they're always searching for the answer. And you come up with stuff like COVID pinatas, which was the most absurd thing I've ever seen, I think. Yeah, he's. this is a Josh Pastner quote. It's only unthinkable if you don't think it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, these are the things that Josh Pastner says to the media. These are the things that he thinks. And uh, he is definitely, like, there's people that call themselves tinkerers. And it seems mm-hmm. like the man loves to tinker. And uh, a COVID pinata ordered straight from Amazon that you give your team <laughs> that they don't even understand what it is. Uh, and you don't even explain it. You just kind of, like, give it to them and see what happens. Yeah. It, it's uh, it's like a science experiment. And I don't know. He's he's somehow the best and the <laughs> and the goodest guy of them all. And I'm happy to see it. And and it, like honestly, on the flip side of Coach K and Nate Oates, who are obviously talking about a very serious issue, but out of both sides of their mouth, as you know, we expect to see in this world that we cover. It's great to see Josh Pastner just be himself, which is strange and uh, weirdness and strangeness. Just, a weirdo. <laughs> just like He's just that, a weirdo through the I, end. I yeah. think that's I think that's good for the ACC and the Big Ten. So it's that was, that was, in a weird yeah, way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> a COVID pinata Wait, well, I think we hit the, again. 
Yeah. I think we hit the important parts of the ACC Big Ten Challenge, right? I think that's pretty much it. No, uh, we're going to take a break and come back and talk about the actual games a little bit. Mm. Teams we like, teams we don't. My team won. Your team didn't. How, mm. how concerned are you? All that sort of stuff. Hang on. Quick break to get aware from our sponsors. Geico, do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. That easy. Tate, I want to talk about Whoop. You know I love Whoop. I use Whoop. I have they, since they've sent me my Whoop, I put it on my my arm. It is not left. It, mm. it tells me everything I need to know. Every every data point I would ever want in my life, Whoop is spitting it out at me. It is the world's most powerful fitness wearable that provides personalized insights into how much sleep you're getting, how recovered you are, and how much stress you're putting on your body from both your workouts and the normal stresses of life. That is, I I every time I read these ads, I always that normal stressors of life thing is important because I, I can't reiterate enough people. I, I am not an athlete. I do not work mm. out a lot. I am not a, a, a meathead in that regard. Um, but I am someone who cares about my fitness paradoxically. So having like the stats, like if whoop, if whoop tells me I did good or did well, I guess it would be grammatically uh, throughout the day. If you're like, Hey, yeah, you took Moses on a few walks. Like that's good mm. enough. Then I pat myself on the back and I have a beer and I celebrate. I'm like, I did it, you know? Um, so it, you don't have to be a guy who is, you know, trying to have a six pack and be an Instagram fitness model to get, to get something out of whoop is what I'm, is the point of what I'm saying here, mm. Tate. And right now whoop is offering their best deal of the year. Join whoop today for $0. When you sign up for their six month membership, go to whoop.com, W H O O P.com to check it out. Sleep better, recover faster and train smarter this season and beyond with whoop. Dealer's choice, Tate. Where do you want to start with uh, actually talking about some of these ACC Big Ten games? I uh, can I start on Northwestern Pitt because uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I think did not, it, I did not I, anticipate that. Being well, the I, answer, think like, sure, I think it's like I think it's I think it's point. Like I kind of want to build up to the best, so let's just start with pointless. But also pretty interesting at the end. I turned this game on as it's going down to the wire, and the man by the name of Champagny, uh, but looks like Champagny. But mm-hmm. goes by Champagne. He goes for 20 and 20 and a game winning dunk. And uh, Jeff Capel, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because we were just talking about Coach K before the break. And Jeff Capel was the first person. He set the tone for Coach K. Coach K is a biter, notoriously a biter. As you mm-hmm. said, he's trying to bite Dean Smith's whole aesthetic. It's not working. At one point, he tried to bite Jimmy V, Jim Valvano. It's obviously Jimmy V week. He tried to bite his whole aesthetic. And then before that, he tried to bite Bobby Knight's whole aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So the man is lost in a bit. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. But anyways, he bit Jeff Capel, who said, look, these kids are amateurs. They're not professionals. What are we doing here? We got to figure this out. But also, they were, you know losing games mark titus as we know but champagne dunks that ball down i watched the whole press conference and he was even asked about coach k and he kind of just like you know shrugged it off a little bit huh and i was like wait a second huh so when we win games so we win games we, we, yeah. the tune huh. changes huh. and uh i just thought that was interesting to point out but huh. shout out to champagne 20 and 20 and the game winning dunk uh i also miller cop i'm hoping he steps it up pick Northwestern in this game, but Pitt gets the win. So good for the ACC. That is so I just wanted to bring that up because the, the yeah. team changed. Huh, that, that is so know. interesting how that works. And the same yeah. thing's happening with football too. It's the, yeah. the teams that are not good that are like, now hang on a second. Does anyone mm-hmm. else notice there's a pandemic? Mm-hmm. And the teams that are good are like, Yeah, huh? Notre Dame's like, shut no, up. Shut up. <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh. 
man. Um, can, All right, can so I, let's get yeah. Let's can keep I? Going. Can yeah. I, uh, I? I promise. Let's not talk about K, but I want to talk about Duke and Illinois a little bit because okay. this to me was the the marquee game certainly going in right. This was the. Um, it was this in Virginia, Michigan State. The Hauser Bowl is what yeah. we wanted. Yeah. And that one got canceled slash postponed. So Illinois-Duke ended up being like the marquee game. And Illinois, as we said, and as we expected, as expected on this program, Illinois is the better team. And mm-hmm. uh, I I still thought there's a chance Duke would win because I, 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 I the point I made was I just couldn't picture it. I just couldn't picture the idea of Illinois winning at Cameron Indoor Stadium, even though it's happened before. I didn't realize that, that, that Illinois is the only team the only non-ACC team to ever win twice in Cameron. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Against K yeah. or something like yeah. that? That was a step. Big yeah. 10 side of the day. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Illinois is much better than Duke. Much better. <laughs> much, much better. Duke, uh, my Duke analysis is this. They lead the country. I have no doubt in my mind that they lead the country in guys clapping and yelling, let's go or come on. <laughs> <laughs> like after they make a shot, they're like down 12 and they hit a layup to cut it to 10. And then whoever made the layup's like, Come on, let's go. We got this. Or, the, or someone calls timeout and they go to the huddle and they're like, let's go. It's just a bunch of guys yelling, let's go and come on to each other. Uh, but that's not worth any points as it turns out. And they're, yeah. d- they're just not at, like Matthew Hurt, not a bad basketball player. I would take him at Ohio State, obviously. You know, like he, he's, he's starting at most teams across the country. Matthew Hurt is not good enough to be the best player at Duke. Mm-hmm. And Duke be a great team. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're talking like a Duke standard, like a national title good team, and Matthew Hurd is your best player. I, I, I what I've seen from Matthew Hurd that he's not good enough for Duke to win a national title. Yeah, Coach player. K. Coach K said it after the game, and it's basically Wendell Moore has been a no show, and he yeah. has been waiting for him to be a leader on that team. He said that he needed the veterans to lead the young guys, to lead the quote unquote kids. He's now taken that and bit that from Calipari. He said his kids need to get led by Wendell Moore and Matthew Hurd and Joey Baker, but. Honestly, the the most Duke moment of the night, Joey Baker takes the charge on IO. And oh uh, you know what I mean? That kind of says enough for what you expect. Yeah. That, that's why I cannot agree and say that this was the marquee matchup. I guess on paper it may have been, but I think, you know, the best game that we saw as far as the two teams that impressed me was North Carolina and Iowa. Sure. We, yeah. It, it, yeah. And, but, but like going but, in, but like yeah. going in, you would say yeah. these are the best two well, teams and Duke, Duke is not even close to that caliber. Not like even if close. We, if no. we, if we want to do a tier, like Duke is a tier three team right now. Yeah. Uh, That's and, three and a half maybe. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Three point. And, Two seven probably, I, I, and, and I guess that they have like <laughs> Wendell Moore could turn it on because he has the natural yeah. gifts, and obviously we, we he had a game winning shot against North Carolina last year on an air ball, you know, people forget that, <laughs> and you know I think I think that he can obviously get better as the season goes on, but Coach K, I, I mean by Paul hitting the pause button, he gets more time with these young guys and yeah. these kids, quote unquote. Well, no, he doesn't. He can practice he's letting, with them. No, he's letting them go home for Christmas Day for so four he's, days. They're actually yeah. not going to practice at all. These they're going to be on Zoom calls while at home. Uh, Illinois, the, the reason I think this was such a big game in, in my eyes was Illinois is a team that we both believed in. Uh, we, mm. we loved coming into the season. They were uh, certainly my pick to win the Big Ten, or, or at least the team I was most excited about yeah. of Iowa, They, they are my bandwagon team. Yeah. I, I love Illinois. Yeah. That, that crop at the top of the Big Ten, Illinois was the team I circled as like, that's the team I, I believe in, whatever. And Baylor, it, they, they didn't play awful against Baylor, but Baylor was the better team, like from yeah. start to finish, kind of like Baylor looked like a more complete package. Illinois had a little more questions coming out of that game. Uh, so I think coming into Cameron Indoor Stadium, 
there's there's a lot riding on this in terms of the perception, in terms of uh, just even inside that locker room, I'm sure, of just a belief that like we, we we've been told we're upper echelon all off season and the start of this season, but at some point we got to deliver and we got to show the nation that we actually are. And Illinois did that. And Illinois is very good. I will say the one, there is a concern, uh, Illinois in every game they've played this season, they've turned the ball over more than their opponent has. And that mm-hmm. includes against, uh, North Carolina, A&T and Chicago state, two teams that are absolutely abysmal. Uh, mm-hmm. Illinois still turned it over more than those two teams did when they played them. So, uh, they got to figure that out, but, Illinois is a team. Illinois against Duke looked like the team I thought they would be entering the season. So I just wanted to say that. Yeah, definitely. And I think Illinois is the the class of the Big Ten. I don't think they've stepped away from that. I think, like you said, the Baylor game may. I, I honestly think that may come back to help them in March if they ended up playing a Baylor again. You know, you'd rather lose to them in the front end than the back yeah. end, obviously. So um, I don't know. It, it, it just looked like they got outclassed Duke in Cameron Indoor. And I, the only thing that I wish I could see sincerely. And I'll give Duke credit for this. The Cameron Crazies and the atmosphere that is created in that building is worth 15 points. Uh, and and Coach K, without that, you said he's the GOAT. What is he without Cameron Indoor and the Cameron Crazies? He doesn't, as Graham Couch has pointed out, he doesn't play non-conference yeah. games. He's not going to do that now, especially non-conference road games. And uh, I don't know. I, lo- I, I love that I, we've I, reached I th- a, a Tom Brady, Bill Belichick situation with Coach K and the Cameron Crazies. Yeah, it's and the like, Cameron Crazies are the reason. Who, it, yeah, yes, who made yes, who good? Yes, Why yes. <laughs> it's the Crazies. I, I'm with Brady and the Crazies. Brady but and the Crazies all day. Here's a question. Would the Crazies be good if Duke basketball wasn't good? Would the Crazies still bring it? Would the, the Crazies... The Crazies were always going to bring it. Are they just I front runners? You. Okay. No, all nerds right. are always going to show up. Nerds are always going to go crazy. And uh, and that's that's why Duke is perfect. It's uh, They miss Let's, the Crazies. I miss the Crazies. Wow. The ACC misses Look the Crazies. You. Look at you. Yeah. Maturing. No, um, I mean, Coach K, do something. Coach. <laughs> Let's talk about your alma mater. Uh, mm. you, what you said was the best game, or the game, or the marquee game, however you phrased it. Of, yeah, two of best the teams. Two, the, yeah. Two be- the two best teams in the matchup. Uh, I'll be honest, didn't watch a ton of this. Ohio State was playing <laughs> Notre Dame at the same time. That's true. And so I was locked in on Ohio State. That was uh, a good game also. That was a pretty way. good game also, but uh, I, I'm not stupid enough to believe that America cares more about that than Iowa and North Carolina. So give me the breakdown. What happened? Uh, it looked like Iowa was blowing you guys out, and then I, I looked up at one point, and it was kind of close. So what what, what 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 are the vibes coming out of this one? Three words, Iowa can shoot. And uh, <laughs> and I think that's all you really need to know in this game. They hit 17 threes, which is an ACC. That's egregious, dude. That yeah, is, ACC that is, Big Ten Challenge record. Yeah. North Carolina loves uh, letting teams make threes on them. I told you this before this game happened. You asked about my confidence level. I was a 10 on Iowa because North Carolina on the road doesn't matter about the crowd, obviously. They're not going to show up against a you know a Big Ten program. Iowa shot, uh, like I said, out of their mind. Uh, Wee's camp is like Duncan turned into Duncan Robinson 2.0. Shades of Duncan Robinson. He couldn't miss. Uh, Bohannon couldn't miss. I, think I he saw Bohannon. He, he was averaging 3.7 points per game uh-huh. and had 23 points. Uh, I saw the box game, score. So. He shot 7 for 16 from three. He sh- yeah. he Bohannon himself attempted more threes than North Carolina's entire team. <laughs> and I think and, he made more, too, than Carolina did, if I remember right. Um and on the flip side of that, uh, Luca Garza. I mean, Luca had a tough night because North Carolina had the bodies. Dayron Sharp, who I got on Good Word, is quote unquote the best big in the country uh, by by a vetted source. Huh? That I feel very proud of. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, take that. But you know, not not even know, the best big on his own team. No, in no, the no, eyes no. Of Roy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roy this is, it's a Marvin. Will, it's a Marvin Williams yeah. situation, is what I was told. But anyways, he did a great job with uh, Luca Garza. Luca Garza, I think, was. 
six for 20 or something ridiculous. Yeah, he only floor. finished with 16 uh, points and 14 rebounds and four block shots. Luka Garza, a bad night at the office yeah. for him. With No, no, no. It was not a bad night, but he got bodies thrown at him. But yeah, I will say I that if you're, if you're Iowa, the encouraging part is, one, you played great defense, and two, you don't need Luka to have a great game. Luka mm-hmm. takes a lot of energy. North Carolina was doubling Luka in this game. And guess what happened? Luka, you know, was smart enough to kick the basketball out. And these guys hit threes. Well, that's and, the uh, that's the fear that's with Iowa, I guess. Do. Is it's yeah. Luca Garza's awesome, best player in the country, but uh, Luca Garza alone wouldn't make Iowa a great team. He's got to have he's got guys pieces. around him that can. I, I Iowa hit is seventeen legit. threes. Yeah. That's what I I left this game and I'm like Iowa can definitely make a final four. What about what about defensively? Uh, in, in all seriousness, like what did 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 Iowa look okay defensively? That's that's, that's what the big that's, question. Right? That's what they I did? mean. They they, they stepped did? up. Right. I think that they all played right. some solid defense. I think North Carolina. So, uh, showed some real signs of growth in this game. I think that they made a nice run in the second half. They got the lead at one point, Titus. Very similar to the Texas game. They were down early. They got a you know a lead in the second half, but then you know Iowa made a second run. They really they got they took the over. lead actually in the second half. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. Wow, yeah. good for you guys. So I, I was going to ask you my final <laughs> my you. final little bit was uh, <laughs> yeah. Hang, hang it wasn't a Duke situation where they were just blown out the whole game, yeah. if that makes any sense. Well, I, North Carolina I, made a run. So. I, I legitimately didn't watch that much. I, I flipped over yeah. during commercials. So, I, I, yeah, I, I was being serious. I, I, I didn't realize you guys actually took the lead. Hang <laughs> yeah. the banner, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for yeah, you. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Uh, so, my, my final bullet point was going to be where is where do you stand at the UNC panic button? Oh, it no, like it's not like even that. close yeah. to the okay. panic button. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, we want to play the games. That's, okay. uh, that's, 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 that's where we are. We want to play the games. <laughs> in, the, in the interest of the safety and well-being yes, of our players, yes. we want to play. We are all about player safety, and they have told <laughs> also, us that they want to play the games because yeah. they think that they're going to win, and therefore we would like to play. Sir, uh, we would like to play. Uh, the next the next biggest game, I would say, that came out of the challenge was Florida State beats yes. uh, Indiana at the buzzer-ish. Yes. I guess it wasn't technically the buzzer. It was the last second. Um, Scotty Barnes hits the uh, the Eurostep floater high off the glass. Mm. My dad texts me in all caps, travel. <laughs> 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 and I, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm with you, dad. Eurostep's not a fan. I'm not. I, I'm not. This is Florida State. This is this is this is America. Take your Euro steps. It's the national title we're fighting for, not the international. Get that Euro garbage out of here. Uh, no. Uh, this is. I, I guess. Uh, I, I'll. I'll do the Big Ten part, especially because I. I like Indiana so much. Um, I, I, I'm not panicking about IU, but like, th- this feels like a game that IU is going to have all season where. They play really well. They, I really believe in Indiana's defense. By the way, I think Indiana is one of the best defensive teams in the country, legitimately. Um, not the best. They're not. They're not the. I'm not saying they're the best, but they are. They are really, really, really good defensively. Uh, and they get after it. And they they play hard. And they play together. But this feels like a game. This feels like a moral victory. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of these for Indiana this year. And uh, I, I'm just saying, don't be surprised if March rolls around, and Indiana is like. 16 and 12 <laughs> yeah and they're losing at halftime in the second round of the nit which probably isn't even being played but just for our purposes mm-hmm. and i'm tweeting i still believe in this indian I, <laughs> yeah. I think they look good they got a lot of good young parts uh because i i don't i i, I th- this is one indiana had to have is what i'm saying like not really because it's early in the season and they're gonna have plenty of opportunities in the big 10 but i just 
man, I, I really feel like this is if Indiana wins this, that that is a feather in the cap as you hit like the the gauntlet mm-hmm. of the Big Ten, and because I just see that happening. Where, like Indiana is going to be a good team. I believe in them. I think they have really good. Pete. Trace Jackson Davis is unbelievable. He might yeah. actually be the best big in the country. Yeah. Um, and and yet I still think they're going to finish like tenth in the Big Ten because they're going to have games like they're going to lose so many games like this. And the standings are just going to say it's just it's just a tally in the L column, and there's no context to whether they played well or not. Uh, so that was my feeling watching this was like, damn it, this is going to be a, a a familiar feeling I fear for Indiana this year. Yeah, I do feel like the Stanford win will be something that they can actually like later on, like you said, hang their hat on maybe because Stanford will do well in the Pac-12. Uh, as far as Florida State, I just think that Florida State is pushing just like Kansas, for everyone to remember them as the 2020 national champions. Mm. I think famously Dickie V wrote in his book, uh, you know, which is basically like, what if what would have happened if we had a tournament that Florida State would have won the championship. This is uh, Jimmy V week. He is selling that book, and he is selling the idea that Florida State would be the national champions. And then Jay Billis gets on the program, and uh, he's talking about the new rivalry in all of college basketball. Mm. It is the blue blood versus the new blood. Leonard Hamilton at the ripe old age of 73 years old is a part of the new blood and he is bringing Florida State basketball uh to the forefront I think that this was this game was the race to 69 for Scotty Barnes Mm -hmm. a five-star that comes into the program hits the Euro step like you said he says to all of those future five-star wings that want to be the next Andrew Wiggins LeBron James whatever guy that they've been sold on that they're going to be Paul Pierce whoever it is whoever they look Kobe whoever they looked up to whatever we're going to sell them at Florida State here's Scotty Barnes the five-star doing this game winning shot in the ACC Big Ten Challenge against Indiana powerhouse that's something you show the tape for quite some time for the next five mm-hmm. years Florida State is new blood Florida State has a chance this year to make some noise uh, I don't like this team as much as last year's teams obviously because last year's yeah. team had so much talent but in the world of this version of college basketball, Florida State in March is going to be a tough out for anybody. And I, I think Scotty Barnes is not quite there. I don't think he is the billing as, you know. Yeah, he didn't have a great game. Be. He hit the game winner, but he, Absolutely didn't, he not. didn't play super well. Absolutely yeah. not. And even MJ Walker, like, I'm hoping that he kind of kicks it into gear, like, at least to his full potential. But they have some pieces, as they mm-hmm. always do. And I just want to say Leonard Hamilton and Florida State, they were they were representing the ACC well, probably better than anyone else in the ACC, obviously. So uh, tip of the cap to Leonard again. Speaking of, speaking of New Bud, Blue blood. Was that the blue same blood, blue blood. Uh, point that Billis was making that I heard him say uh, he thought that he was going over the teams he thought had a shot to win the title last year, and mm. he mentioned Dayton, Florida State, and I want to <laughs> say, was it Michigan State or something? No, like San he, Diego State. San Diego State. <laughs> yeah, that was Dude, it. I was, I was the Dr. Phil gift it, falling it, out of his chair it, where he's it, like, oh. It was, it was wild. Like, Kansas fans like, at home. What? Kansas fans at home <laughs> lost their mind. And, I lost and, my mind for Kansas fans. I was like, oh, what? But that's what I'm saying. Florida State is a part of a narrative. Yeah. Like, you know, we all laugh about how narratives are pushed, especially in college basketball. But the fact that there was no champion, a lot of people were claiming that title. And the fact yeah. that Jimmy V Week is funded by Florida State's National Championship, as written mm-hmm. by Dickie V, mm-hmm. that's pretty strong. And Jay Billis is parroting that whole thing to the world, and I love it. So. Uh, to Coach Ham. One more thought on Indiana before we move on to whatever's next. Oh yeah, uh, Indiana. Indiana looks good though. Trey Galloway, I love you. Yep. Um he's he's I, it. You, I, I'm gonna buy. He's him for Indiana basketball yeah. fans. Yeah, but I I need I, I say this lovingly, Trey. If you're listening, you, you got look to score, man. Look at the basket. Yeah, like Joey Brunk. He, he plays, if you're listening, yeah, tell him. Joey, tell Joey. him, Joey. <laughs> 
<laughs> shout out Joe. Did I did I tell the story <laughs> of the pod that when Joey when Brock was uh shout out Joey uh warming up during the uh uh was it the Stanford game? Was I think it was the Stanford game, yeah. Yeah, he just turns to me, he just goes, Hey Mark, and I, I look up, I was like, Who who said that? That I see Joey Brock looking at me, he goes, Who's got better hair, me or you? And I was like, me, God Joey. love you, Joey. It's me. <laughs> it's me, you dumb bitch. Uh Trey Galloway, I need you. You're great at defense. I, I, yeah. I you're going to be a Hoosier legend. I can feel it. You have, mm. you, you, you have the you short have the right shorts. pair of shorts. Yeah. yeah, you got the floppy hair. You, you mm. got the work ethic. Everything about you screams Indiana legend. Look the score, buddy. It's okay. Mm. Like it, you, if you catch the ball, no one's going to kill you if you shoot a wide open three. I, I promise. I, Ar- mm. Archie Miller might. So I guess I should. Yeah, <laughs> probably just Archie. But uh, I, I I want him to start doing something offensively because he just looks like he it looks like he just wants to move the ball and I'm like that's that's great that has its place but mm-hmm. also you got to make shots so let's mm-hmm. let's try to make some shots. Uh, the only other game I guess Ohio State Notre Dame I you probably weren't watching a lot of it I'll give you the rundown uh, please talk about making shots both these teams made shots both teams had 11 Notre Dame I was encouraged by yeah yeah Notre Dame was was hitting everything Ohio State was kind of like falling into a kind of a trap shooting threes but at the same time they because Notre Dame was hitting so many but at the same time Ohio State was hitting a ton so it was like all right I guess this is what this game's gonna become Mm -hmm. uh EJ Liddell was awesome for the Buckeyes I I don't know I Ohio State like I I, it's pretty obvious they're not national title good um, and it's pretty obvious they're not the, the cream of the crop in the Big Ten. So that's a little disheartening. But also, I really like what I, I see out of them. So I'm kind of stuck in that no man's land of like, man, I really wish we were a Pac-12 team. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we would win the Pac-12. Yeah, but the... uh, we're not, and we're probably going to finish eighth in the Big Ten, and that sucks. So, Well, you hate to see that. But, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, Coach Holtman, we love on this program, and we're pulling for him. And, uh, I mean, who was great? Suing was great? Who was leading? Suing always plays well. Yeah, it was EJ Liddell. I think uh, the the scouting report on Ohio State is, as I expected coming into the season, like Dwayne Washington has to be – he doesn't have to be awesome, but, like, man, he he shows flashes at times that he could be, like, an NBA-level talent. Mm-hmm. And if he can just like consistently do that, I think Ohio State could be actually Final Four good. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. You know, like a lot of a lot of what ifs in this game, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the sport mm-hmm. is full of what ifs. Yeah, what ifs, so. I know. Speaking <laughs> speaking of what ifs, what if I realized that Mike Young was Mister November and not Mister December Dude. before I decided to put twelve points Dude. on the Virginia <laughs> Tech Hokies? And I didn't what even realize that? I didn't even realize that Penn State had I guess just given up this big lead to Seton Hall. So they came they they didn't even scout Virginia Tech. I, I saw the post game quotes. They were like, Yeah, we blew a lead against Seton Hall. So we decided like, you know, we had unfinished business out there. So we, we didn't even watch tape on Virginia Tech. We just went out there and beat their ass. We tried to and, play Seton Hall again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second. Like this is so unfair to Virginia Tech. Like they would have won this game if they were playing any other Penn State team. Yeah. But instead Penn State was still playing Seton Hall. So it was all—it was a bad matchup first and foremost. So I want to apologize. Are you for saying bad two. matchup? You're, you're, you're yeah, playing yeah, the bad matchup yeah. card. Okay. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a right. terrible matchup because they were playing the wrong <laughs> team. Uh, it was like it was a wrong matchup, is what it was. Uh, and so Mike Young had to take the heat on that. They take a big loss. They hit 12 threes, Penn State in this game, That's, by the way. Yeah. So. I don't know. That Good for Penn terrible. State though. Losing your coach, you got an interim coach. Everyone, guys like guys yeah. like us are counting them out. Uh, yeah, I had the, I wasn't much better, dude. I had eleven points of confidence uh, in in that game. That was the second most confident. By the way, the one I I almost blew my number twelve pointer. Uh, mm. I had Minnesota over Boston College as the one I was most confident in. And Minnesota was absolute garbage for most of this game. Yeah, Marcus Carr, I called him out. I tweeted it. I was I did a reverse jinx attempt because I look up and Marcus Carr is like one for nine. And I thought, 
you have to be kidding me. This <laughs> when I want this guy to play poorly, he kills us. Yeah. And the one time I'm like, all right, Marcus, I believe in you. I'm cheering for you. You have my support. He, yeah. he lays He's an like egg. He's mailing it in. Yeah. Uh, but he ultimately turned it on late, and thankfully he did. And and Minnesota won it in OT, and uh, that ended up actually being a pretty good game. I watched the tail end of it. Um, so there's that. What what else is there? Uh, Purdue yeah. blew a 32-14 halftime lead. Uh, I have no idea how that happened. I turned that game off because it was up, they were up 32-14 yeah, and it, likes it, wasn't it, played. Yeah, it was game over. Uh, somehow Miami won, but that's very Jim Laranago. That's like a, just like a very Laranago win. Somehow you don't understand it, but you see it afterwards. And you're like, wow, that was a. I guess they made adjustments in that game. I think Clemson was probably Clemson's probably the most shocking team that we haven't really talked about on this program at all. Amir Sims is back. Um, they are undefeated at this point. And Maryland and Mark Turgeon, uh, you know, they're supposed to be representing the Big Ten. You know, everyone loves them because they won it last year, tied for it. They just blow it on the road. Uh, they've yeah. only won one game in the ACC Big Ten Challenge ever since joining the Big Ten. A lot of conspiracy theorists are saying mm -hmm. they're throwing it. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that, but maybe they are. Uh, but Clemson, Brad Brunel, is he off the hot seat? You know, <laughs> you tell me. Uh, but I thought this was a pretty good win for Clemson. I was impressed with them. They play great. That, uh, they play great defense. Like Clemson is one. Of, they might be a better defensive team than Virginia this year. And I, and I say that uh, you know kind of in jest, but seriously, they're really good. Uh, thoughts and prayers to Maryland fans. I hope you guys can get your internet working again. Um, it was working <laughs> the other day when you saw that I picked Clemson to beat you. Um, mm -hmm. and you told get me back I'm a moron and I'm an yep. idiot. And then I don't know what happened. Like they, they just aren't online, I guess. I, I haven't, I didn't hear from them after the game was played. So I, I just assumed their internet went out. So uh, hopefully they can get that resolved. Mm. I'm thinking about you guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> praying for you. Praying uh, for should we talk, should we talk a little, uh, non big 10 ACC? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get out. Yeah. Um, Kansas Creighton. Mm, yeah. So, quick, uh, yeah. Creighton Zigorowski gets fouled at the end, misses the free throw. That becomes the story. He, he hits the first two, misses the third, uh, which I was shocked by, I'll be honest. And I know the percentages say he was going to make two or three. Cause I think he's like a 75% three point shooter or whatever. So like mm -hmm. uh, the, the third one was up, you know, the idea of him hitting all three would have actually you know what I'm saying. You know how math works. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know how basketball works as well, Tate. When the, the hardest one's the first one. Yeah. And yeah, then you hit course. the first one, you're like, oh, I got I got the touchdown. And then you hit the second one. So I I, I turned. I, I was almost at the point where he maybe was. I was like, did he miss it on purpose? Like he was just like, let's go for the game winner. Uh, but obviously that wasn't the case. Yeah. Um, but like that would have been better, or at least like if if it were me, this is the classic. Like you know, like when you drop the ball and you act like you had butter on your hands or something mm, like that. The Ivan know, Harris, like, I call yeah, that the Ivan Harris. Yeah, who I played that, at the Ohio State. What, he would he would airball it and he'd start wiping his hands <laughs> and look at him and look like yeah. Start counting his fingers. Like, do I still have ten fingers? Or did I get an extra one? What happened there? <laughs> well, as soon as he shot that, he should have looked at it as somebody else and be like, I thought you were gonna rebound that. Like tap in. <laughs> like this is the tap in. This Where's the Justin Lewis when you need him to? Uh, to tap yeah. it in for the win, uh, but Kansas kind of iced him. Like, did you see this? Yeah. Like the the, yeah. the substitutions and the the hang, now, hang on Bill a second. Self. Are we good? Or yeah, yeah, Bill Self with the head games. I like it. That was that was a nice little move. Uh, so I like Creighton, um, mm -hmm. but uh, Kansas won. So I want to talk about them a little bit. Uh, I I think the the reports of Kansas demise were greatly overstated, right? Like I think Kansas mm -hmm. is going to be okay. I think Jalen Wilson has emerged as a guy. He's their guy that yeah. that they needed. That coming into the season, it was like, who's going to be their scorer? Who's going to provide offense for them? 
And right now it's Jalen Wilson. And as long as he, as long as he is an answer, as long as there is an answer to that question, I'm going to believe in Kansas. Yep. As long as there's a guy that that can go get them buckets. And uh, Brown Brown's shooting well. That that was another thing that last year they they sucked at three point shooting. But uh, I don't know if they necessarily need to be like Villanova from three, but they got to have guys that they can rely on to hit. Yeah, shots. keep them honest. Yeah. Uh, and Brown's been that so far. He's been he's been awesome. So. Um, I don't know. I like Kansas. I, th- I think uh, people were quick after the Gonzaga game to be like, oh, man, Kansas doesn't have – they don't have a first-round pick, and they don't have a, a – McCormick can't erase shots like like Azubuke could. Yeah. Uh, you know, and all that all that is true, but at the same time, they're not going anywhere. Kansas is going to be all right. I yeah, think. We- I don't know. Yeah, and weirdly in this game, yeah, I think they're defensively good enough to, to do that. I think McCormick is better than people are giving him credit for, like you just said. And I think Agbaji in this game had zero points – deep into the second half, but still was making a major impact in this game because he's a great defender. Uh, Garrett obviously is a reliable force for this team. And I think Braun is uh, going to be beloved by Kansas fans for years to come. I think he's going to be like a four-year guy in his senior year. He's going to be like the big man on campus and everyone's like, Braun's our dude. And they could probably win a title with him. So this is like, there's some foundational pieces, which is why I think they'll have a good year. Uh, Coach Self goes against Coach Billy Gillespie this Sunday uh, against Charlton State, which is going to be talk about head games. That seems like it'll be a mm-hmm. lot of head games in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think Kansas is in a good spot. And like you said, people that were bailing on Kansas, like it, it was smart to bail on Duke. It's smart to bail on Kentucky right now, even though Kentucky fans will probably get upset about mm-hmm. that. But like Kansas is a, a re- legit top 25, top 15 team. Um, I don't know if they're as high as they are right now, yeah. in my opinion. And but I think Creighton, uh, if I'm Creighton, I'm not. Yeah. Ta- I'm not going home upset. But I, don't, I think we played a good game and we had a chance to win. So yeah, I don't. I don't think the bottom. I, I I would agree with like I don't know if Kansas is like upper echelon. Like they're not as good as Gonzaga. Baylor, no, no, no. They're not tier but, one. Uh, but I also do, I also don't think the bottom's gonna fall out. I don't think you're gonna look up and see a uh, no. four. They're not a bad streak. team from Kansas or, or anything like that this year, certainly. And especially Garrett. I mean, you got the best defensive perimeter, the best perimeter defender in college basketball, the best defender in college basketball. Uh, and, and the sport has become such that guard, it's guard dominated as we know. And yeah. uh, having guards that you can just give the ball to and go get points uh, is, is a premium in, in college basketball. And so to have a guy who you can just sick on a Marcus Zigorowski and just say like, just, Swallow him alive, Marcus yep. Garrett. Yeah, he's like done. Yeah, you know? and Zigarowski wasn't. I mean, he wasn't horrible, but he wasn't Marcus Zigarowski that we know and love. So, yeah. Um, for that reason alone, I think you have to believe in Kansas. That just Marcus Garrett can just like, I mean, he's unbelievable. Yeah, they're so. yeah they're they're a tough team to match up with, and they have yeah. actual inside out presence like that. They need to be a real tough team. So, makes sense. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a break, but uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk to Andy Katz. We're gonna do a company man segment. Uh, our uh, Andy Katz has just recently joined the Fox Sports team, and uh, we love Andy Katz because you know why we love him, Tate? Because he talks tears. He talks about <laughs> he breaks it Real down tears. in tears that we yeah. that we all know and love. Um, so I don't know. We, we might turn this into a weekly segment. We'll see how it goes. I'm not gonna make any promises, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll see how how much he gasses up Ohio State, North Carolina, I guess, mm-hmm. and then. Mm-hmm. Go from there. But uh, after the break, we're going to talk to Andy for a little bit and then uh, come back, do some shout-outs, close-outs. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Homage, a legendary offer for just your Titus and Tate listeners from the makers of the most comfortable fan clothing around. 
We've got it at Homage. Homage crafts famously soft fan clothing that doesn't compromise on quality. And for a limited time, only Titus and Tate listeners can score 20% off their first order at Homage.com. The collections that mark iconic moments and teams from the NFL, NBA, NCAA, and more. They're all printed on soft hoodies, tees, and sweats. All you have to do is simply use offer code TNT to save 20% on the legendary looks. That's Homage.com. Offer code TNT. And if you need the Titus and Tate merchandise, friend of the program shirts, Maui Bump shirts, Race and 69 shirts, they're all there. Amish.com slash Titus and Tate. Please, for the love of God, go support Amish. There is no uh, there is no club mm. trillion without Amish, Tate. Mm. There is no there's probably not this show then, right? Like if Amish yeah. it, it helped me get Club Trillion off the ground, which helped start this career, which uh, Tate would be doing this podcast with Jeff Goodman, if not for homage. So, uh, oh man, and honestly, homage. it would be me and Mallory Rubin, and we'd be talking about <laughs> Star Wars, and I would be like, "Man, I miss talking about college so basketball." So, if, if if you're appreciative of what we got here, just know that I, I say this genuinely. Homage played a hand in that, so go yeah. go uh, support our, our good friend. We love you, homage. You're the best. All right, before we go, we're calling in the real expert. Uh, Tate and I have have uh, <laughs> droned on and on about this nonsense. We need, we need a guy who actually knows what the hell's going on in this sport. Uh, we have our Fox Sports colleague Andy Katz here. Uh, we we love tear talk on this program, Andy. This is we Tate and I get very excited when when guys start mm-hmm. busting out tears. You are unveiling your tears every week with Fox. That's why we have you here. We want you to break down the tears for us. What what is going on? How do you make sense of college basketball this far? Well, I mean, first of all, um, there's a lot of luck involved with actually getting your game played. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are also teams that are doing the right thing uh, and, you know, being COVID free. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of things that you can't control. So, for example, which we'll get to momentarily, Xavier, which has played seven games, won them all, playing their eighth game on FS2 Saturday night. I'll be there against Providence. Um, why should they be penalized? And said, you know what, take your balls and pack them up and go home for the Christmas break when they're having a great time so far and a great season. They're doing everything right. Um, to each his own. You can opt in. You can opt out. No one should be criticized if you don't want to play right now. If you don't want to do games, non-conference, conference, whatever you want to do, that's fine. So can I can I ask you this, Andy? Can we can we get ahead of this? Uh, because I'm an Ohio State guy, obviously. So uh, this has been on my mind is watching the football playoff play out, where that's become a big talking point. Is has Ohio State played enough games uh, to make the college football playoff? Do you anticipate this being a problem with college basketball that we're going to look at, like say Tennessee is a team that that comes to mind that they've played one game. The, Tennessee was picked to win the SEC. They've only played one game. They won the one game, but uh, who knows what what happens? Like. Maybe we look up and it's the middle of February and Tennessee is like six and one. And there are teams that are like, you know, 14 and four. And like, how do you, do you, do you anticipate this being a problem with the selection committee? I guess. I don't for this okay. reason. Um, we've got time. We've mm-hmm. got time on our side. It is um, the second week in December. And really after next weekend, it's pretty much all conference games. Mm-hmm. Um, a few scattering non-conference here and there. And so when you just get to conference, and we've seen this already with the Pac-12 and the Big East, you adjust, you match teams that were maybe uh, weren't supposed to play a particular weekend. If the other two teams can't, you have them play. That's exactly what's happening in the Big East this weekend. And then you make up the games. The smart mm-hmm. conferences created little windows over the course of either January or February to have some weekends or a couple of days where they say, okay, this is when we're going to do makeup games. And I think also – 
you may see that during conference tournament week. Whether or not the conference tournaments happen, that's TBD. Um, mm. They may need that time. But I use the Xavier example, which I mentioned in my tier of, of the most uh, surprising teams um, to this point. They're already halfway or more than halfway past the minimum of 13 games to be eligible. And so I fully expect, even Tennessee, with only playing one, that they'll get there. Even DePaul and Temple, which haven't played any um you know, I fully expect them to play their conference schedule and get there. The I, Patriot League, which isn't playing any non-conference outside Army Navy, to get there because they gave them at least 16 games. I think the I think the smart move for DePaul is to not play Andy. I mm-hmm. think I think the smart the smart move is to play one game, be one and zero, and then just start beating your chest, saying we belong in the NCAA tournament. Put us in. We're one and zero. But I, I, you know, I know we're sort of skirting. You guys have discussed this. I just have to say that. No one is making anyone play these games, non-league or league. We saw the Ivy do it. Some of the MIAC have done it. Uh, if you don't want to play, that's fine. Everyone will understand. Mm-hmm. You, have to be, you don't even need to be criticized at all. These are individual school decisions, and we can move on. There are plenty of players, and I've talked to countless already this season. Justin Lewis from Marquette with the game winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scotty Barnes from Florida State. Georgie Bashanis-Feely. These young guys are thrilled. They've already had these moments, these memorable moments of their life. Luca Garza's having the year of his life. Mm. What, four games in, averaging over 30? You think he wants to pack up and go home? Where there's no testing, by the way, no structure, and it's going to be a heck of a thing when you come back and deal with all the protocols. But that's another issue. Um, so these players, they want to keep playing. And Andy, I know that the tiers, I mean, every single year, they're basically the same. You know, the best teams are in tier one, but it's listed as most impressive. So can Xavier be pushed up to most impressive because they've played eight games? Can we change the tier definitions this year because everything's a little bit more wonky? So here's the deal, guys. And I know some people are very literal. Okay. Mm. I get a little back on social media saying your <laughs> categories, not tiers. Uh, well, in the preseason, yes, I had my straight tiers. And mm-hmm. I do have the preseason rankings per conference. And it's simpler to do that. And I think as we get further along, it'll become that more, you know, more where it's, okay, these are your tier one contenders, tier two and all that. And that's mm-hmm. fine. But in this early season, I wanted to mix it up a little. And yes, create tier categories, if you want to be even more specific, of teams, A, that are the most impressive in this week. These are snapshots in time. And then mm-hmm. my tier of, most impressive. And yes, Xavier could end up being one of those teams that gets up to that next level. And then some of the bigger surprises. And then because it's 2020, I have a tier essentially of the best programs on pause. Mm. Uh, and uh, so where last week in Zaga was in my tier one, now they're the best team of the teams on pause. The, what a way to do it. It's, 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 I, I can't help but next notice. Next level tiers. We love yeah. it. Yeah. I can't help but notice you have more you have more people you have more teams in your tiers on pause than any other tier. That I've had, which I think says more about 2020 uh, than anything else. So, uh, Andy, what? Uh, uh, speaking of being on pause, and we'll let you go. Uh, we, we appreciate you making time for us. But uh, what what is the game so far that has been canceled at this point? Because we've had a lot, way, way too many. What's the one that hurts you the most? Is it Gonzaga Baylor? Do you think they're going to make that up? Is it is it Michigan State Virginia? What which which one are you like, man? Mm-hmm. We have to find a way to make this up. So you kind of had two things in there because um, I'm going to use the word postponed for Gonzaga Baylor, can't mm-hmm. Michigan State Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I can't see Michigan State Virginia happening. No housing. Mm-hmm. 
only because I think it'll be very difficult to figure that in with the ACC and Big Ten schedule, yeah. um, where there's going to be less flexibility. Uh, and then also, if I'm Tom Izzo, I flew there, mm. and what, you want me to come back? Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I don't think that, that for that reason alone, I don't see that game happening. Also, the Big Ten already clinched it. We're up six five, and I think you <laughs> yeah. play one more game. Virginia wins. Now it's like, did no. the Big Ten actually win the ACC? Yeah. It, 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 gets, way, it gets confusing. Sidebar: Northwestern and Purdue should have won their games. They yeah, won. they should have. They should have. Uh, mm. But I really do believe that Scott Drew and Mark Few will find a way to play that game. There's much more flexibility in the WCC and the Big Twelve, and those two guys. They're the ones that created that game. Mm-hmm. Literally a couple weeks before, they created the game. They were going to play in Florida. Then they found Indy, went to CBS, said, hey, let's play this game. They got it done. Uh, so I think that they will find a way to get that one played. Mm. His name is Andy Katz. He's he's releasing tears every week. If you do not know him, you are are I, I don't know how you've been a college basketball fan this long. Uh, Catch he, up. He, uh, yeah, go go follow him on Twitter. Go watch his Andy. I'm so excited. Uh, I've I've made this observation before, but you're turning into like the Johnny Carson of college basketball in the sense of like I know a guy. If I'm if I'm maybe you know out and not being able to follow college basketball on a particular night. I know that I can just go to your Twitter and whoever you're interviewing had the biggest night of had the biggest <laughs> game or like hit the big shot. You are the guy. It's like if 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 one of these players gets a call from Andy Katz that they want to do it, he wants to do an interview with you at the end of the night. They must be like, oh my god, am I the star of the? Am I the star of today in college basketball? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, my favorite thing is the plane interview, and I've already done two this season <laughs> uh, with uh, Joey Hauser from Michigan State. Actually, oh, I love JoJo. Thought of this, they actually were both coming back from Duke. Oh, yeah, there you go. And Georgie Bashan is feeling both on the plane coming back. Coach K says, shut it down now. (laughs) That's my challenge, Andy. Is we got to find the most absurd interview you're doing where, like, a guy is like, I I don't know, like, like, I want to see you interview someone who is very, very busy and it's like loud and it's, it's, yeah, they're like walking off the bus Mm. and they're getting on the plane. And yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. But we appreciate you making time, Andy. We'll have you back on. We'll we'll break down the tears as as the season unfolds. Thanks, Andy. (laughs) Thanks. All right, thanks to Andy uh, for joining us and parting his wisdom on us. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to his uh, his interviews with players. I always do. I full disclosure now that he's not with us anymore, Tate. Uh, I don't actually like watch them all. I just yeah. I just like I like to see who he's talking to and where they're calling in from, and then uh, that's really that's really all I need. I, I feel like I learn enough just from that. <laughs> yeah, all, all I see is the image of the two Andy Katz with whomever it is, and you're like, bang, that guy, need, winner of the week. Yeah. I need a guy on the shitter talking to Andy Katz. That's what mm-hmm. that's that's the dream. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say it to him. I didn't have the balls to say it to him, but what yeah. I really want is Luca Garza taking a dump after he beats North Carolina. Yeah. I want a guy getting a COVID test on the way out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, let's wrap this thing up with shout-outs, close-outs. Should we start with the Pac-12 update as a yes, shout-out? Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, please. Do you take it? How does this work? I mean, I okay. have some I have some Pac-12 notes. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, uh, let's just let's just go back and forth. We'll do let's it together. Look. No, yeah, let's, give we'll, and we'll go. do it together yeah. until uh, uh, North Carolina plays Ohio State again yep. in like a week, right? That's like yeah, coming yeah. up quick. Yeah, and well, there you go. we'll see. In Cleveland, yeah, and, in Ohio State, yeah. Um, We'll, we'll see. We'll figure out. Uh, yeah, whoever loses that gets the Pac-12. I think you we'll go first. Pac-12 update, please start. Uh, start well, with uh, we, we uh, last show we did news broke mid-show that UCLA had signed the Jordan brand contract. So yes. I felt like maybe we could revisit that, touch mm-hmm. on that. Uh, I I genuinely do think it's amazing for UCLA. Uh, all stick aside, I don't know if UCLA's back, but like this this feels significant and and 
in a legitimate way. Like it, mm-hmm. it, the shoe brands run everything in college basketball and there's not a shoe brand with more cachet than, than Jordan. So, um, that's pretty cool. And yes. we've come, a, we've come a long way Tate. I mean, UCLA basketball in the glory days, John Wooden was teaching his players how to put on socks <laughs> and now Mick Cronin is getting his guys Jordan. So let's just, let's just all stop and appreciate that. Let's all marinate. <laughs> how far it. We've come. Yeah. Let's all marinate on the fact that basically Jumpman Jordan brand is Nike and it's basically boutique Nike. And the real selling point of North Carolina basketball for quite some time was the cachet of Jordans and being able to supply and get you set up with Jordans. And the fact that UCLA now has that in their back pocket, the fact that they have Nike behind them changes the game because Nike is top dog. You know, Adidas was who got in trouble with Merle code and all Mm -hmm. these other guys. But their second but dog. But Nike doesn't cheat, so Nike yeah, didn't get yeah. in trouble. Nike's at all. top yeah. dog, second dog got caught, third dog is Under Armour, and they're getting force majeure the hell up out of here. Fourth, so. dog, fourth dog is <laughs> Russell Athletic. Is Georgia Tech still Russell Athletic? They're, yeah, they're Under yeah. Armour now. No, they're, they're, Russell. they're Russell forever because the founder went to Georgia Tech and designed it there. So um, they are fourth dog, as you said. And, you know, to be with the top dogs is great. It puts UCLA on an even playing field. They already have the Compton Magics of the world, the mm-hmm. AAU scene in, in, in California that's going to push guys to their program so they already have one help and now they have a significant bump with jordan on their side so it's a big win for mick cronin and uh, it's a big win for michael jordan michael the, jordan loves UCLA, i was gonna say the so. jordan lebron rivalry continues yeah. whose city is it folks mm. whose whose city does los angeles belong to is it mm. lebron james or is it mick cronin slash michael jordan yes. i don't know time will Nobody tell knows. we'll figure <laughs> that out <laughs> speaking la bron speaking of jordan brand uh pac-12 school san diego state yep uh <laughs> Seriously. No, the Pac-12 update is that Gonzaga and San Diego State are, yet again, the two best teams in the Pac-12. Yes. How, yes. Does, how does this happen? Can you mm. imagine this happening on the East Coast if the two best teams in the in the quote-unquote ACC were like Sunbelt teams or something? Right? <laughs> <laughs> like well, the, I mean, it's good, it's good that we've always included them in the Pac-12, so I know Pac-12 fans must be happy. I'm glad that it's not just a West Coast basketball update. That wouldn't be any fun. And then you look at guys at San Diego State. I mean, they have Matt Mitchell, who's an NBA player, right? He's going to be at least considered as an NBA caliber talent. I loved when they were talking about him in the game tonight. They say, hey, Matt Mitchell talked to NBA scouts, and they said he needs to be a better initiator for his teammates. And they're like, yeah, like he needs to pass the ball. <laughs> and then you, you watch the game, it's like... No, he's going to yeah. get his buckets. And uh, so San Diego State is interesting. I think that they're undefeated, as you said. So everyone's going to be locked undefeated. in on them. But are they undefeated enough, Tate? That's Who that's going to be the Who's question as we, yeah. as we progress through the season. They are undefeated, but are they undefeated enough? Uh, their schedule gets very, very easy from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they have BYU next, I believe, at home. Um, and then I think they go to St. Mary's. But BYU and St. Mary's aren't quite as good as they usually are. And then the Mountain West is woof. Mm-hmm. this year so far mm-hmm. you never know you know it's conference play things crazy things happen we're living it, it, it's great for time, ucla because ucla had a loss down there and a lot of people yeah. were coming at us saying what do you what do you mean mick cronin's going to win a yeah. national championship at ucla and we're like wait a second san diego state's undefeated uh, also did i say that mick cronin was gonna win that? <laughs> i don't I know said that did i yeah. uh yeah it's san diego state san diego state looked good tonight i i arizona state is not a team that i love i'll be no. honest every time i watch I this this team in I was about to like say all Arizona, all Bobby Hurley Arizona State teams, but even just this team in general, it's just a little too much ISO ball. Feel like they don't like all fit well together. Um, I don't know if if 
if I if I don't watch another second of Arizona State basketball this year, I don't feel like I'm going to miss out on much, Tate. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. and I don't mm-hmm. say that because I don't say that to be a hater. I just like that is my assessment of Arizona State from what I've seen. Is like, call me when, call me when you actually matter again. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty. That was a hater. That was a hater. <laughs> well, Bob, Bob like a hater. <laughs> Bobby Hurley is Mr. December, yet he loses in December. So maybe we take that title away from him. Uh, Remy Martin has mastered the art of just throwing the ball in from three. Uh, I've never seen anything quite like it. It's like a, cir- a circus act of some sh- of some sort. And uh, he's Kyle's guy from back in the day, so we love Remy Martin. But he's not what we would hope for um, when you look at, I guess, a lead guard for your team, a head guard, whatever you want to call it. Josh Christopher is solid. You know, I don't think mm-hmm. that he's, uh, you know, it's tough when these guys are like these five-star kids that you've never seen them and they get built up to be something. I think Josh Christopher is a solid player for them. I don't think he's otherworldly. I don't think he's Zaire Williams. I don't think he's Evan Mobley. I don't think he's Kate Cunningham, but I mm-hmm. think he's solid for them. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I don't think you're missing much with Arizona State basketball right now. I don't think they're going to be a national championship contender like some people were saying crazily at the start of the year. No. I don't think they're going to be a Final Four contender. I don't think no. they're going to be a Sweet 16 contender. Uh, but but I they think might, they're going to make they might the be a Pac-12. They yeah, might be yeah. a Pac-12 contender. They, they, they may be top four in the Pac-12, which I think is uh, a good year for them. So, you know, the 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 other the only other note I had on the Pac-12 is uh, if if you go to Google right now and mm. we're recording this on uh, Thursday night, it's Thursday night. Poof. Um, yeah, because yeah, the Arizona State San Diego State game mm-hmm. just happened. Uh, if you go right now, Tate, and you and you just Google mm-hmm. Pac-12 basketball, and you click on the news tab, and you, you you're looking at the articles, what are the people saying? What are, what are the what are the journalists out there saying about the Pac-12? The third article down on the list when I searched this was from the Denver Post, and the headline reads: Pac-12 basketball power ratings, poor results in big games. Poor results in big games, narrow path to the NCAA tournament. And then the mm. subheading said, two weeks into the season, the conference is winless against ranked opponents. Mm. So that's where we stand. We thought the Pac-12 was going to be okay. Uh, doesn't seem like they are. It's, it seemed like UCLA was going to be pretty good. I still think UCLA is going to actually be fine. Um, yeah, I Arizona, like UCLA. Arizona State's not great. Oregon, uh Yeah. I, I think UCLA is the best team in the Pac-12. Stanford's interesting. Stanford's I did like Stanford, probably but... the second best team in the Pac-12. Yeah, I am not high on Oregon or Arizona State compared to those two. I like those two teams. I, th- yeah. I like UCLA. I like Stanford. Yeah. Um, Same. USC. I like USC. USC. I like, yeah. I like, I, I, I like I Mobley. I like Evan Mobley. About USC. So those <laughs> yeah. three teams I like. Uh, yeah. The other two, not so much. Uh, we gotta get a we gotta get a ranked win though. When's that gonna happen? Um, yeah, it's yeah. Oregon State, by the way, tonight. I, just I only know this because Rostin tweeted it. They lost to Portland at home in a bye game, which means they paid Portland. For those who don't mm-hmm. know what a bye game is, they paid Portland to come play, and then Portland beat them. Yeah. <laughs> you hate to see that. It's usually you pay the team to come play, and in exchange, like the team basically is like, yeah, we'll let you kick our ass if you pay us. And but this time, it was it was the not other, so fast. Yeah, the other asses were kicked on this night. <laughs> That's not what you uh, like to see. Any other shoutouts before we go? I was going to say, after that game, they said Oregon State walked out and said, I think we should stop playing the games. Uh, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's about yeah. time we get out of here. And the interest uh, in <laughs> the safety and health of our players. Uh, I Quickly, shout-outs. I want to shout-out Kobe White, uh, one of my mm-hmm. favorite point guards, one of my favorite players. He is now going to be the lead guard for the Chicago Bulls. A lot of haters were saying that he can never be this in the NBA. Uh, a lot of haters were saying that 
he was, you know, overhyped, yada, yada, yada last year. And uh, I don't know. I'm just excited that he's going to be the lead guard. He said he wanted to be the head guard. I love Pat Williams from Florida State that's going to be there. Mm-hmm. I love Laurie Markinen, one of my favorite guys. He went to Arizona. Billy Donovan is the head coach. And Billy Donovan is a good coach uh, and, mm-hmm. and knows how to coach young guys. Obviously, we love him as a college coach. So, I don't know. The Bulls are going to be fun, and Kobe White's going to be fun. So, shout out to Kobe White. Shout out! You mentioned the haters. I just want to shout mm. out the haters in general. Shout out to the just haters on, on both sides, on all sides, all <laughs> haters everywhere. Um, you guys are working hard. I can mm. feel you working harder lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see you. I recognize you, but I don't have time for you. I'm going to shout you mm. out just as a way of saying I recognize the hard work. I respect you in a weird way, but uh, I don't have time mm. for you in 2020. Mm. And and as the, as the calendar's turning to 2021, I'm not going to have time for you then either. So uh, mm. I see you. I recognize you. Cool. Good work, good effort, but be gone. That's, be gone. That's, that's it. Yeah. So I, that. I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to get that on record. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I want to shout out Bruce Weber, uh, head coach of your Kansas State Wildcats, who lost a, to a Division II team called Fort Hayes State, parentheses, Kansas, <laughs> <laughs> by 13 tape. Yeah. Uh, Fort Hayes was 0-3, I believe, entering this game. All three of their losses were to, to fellow Division II teams, so it's not like... This is even a good Division II team. Mm. Uh, they they won by 13. They led every second of the game, and they did not have their top two coaches. It's my understanding that the head coach of Fort Hayes State was not at the game. The associate head coach was also not could not make it for COVID protocol reasons. Uh, and they still beat Kansas State at Kansas State by 13. Bruce Weber, his postgame quote was, this was very, very disappointing and sad for our program. He's like not even mad. He's not even angry. It's just yeah. like he's disappointed. I'm sad. I'm yeah, disappointed. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a somber mood in Manhattan, Kansas. This is a program that three years ago, three seasons ago, went to the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. Wolf. Yeah, Wolf, <laughs> Major Wolf. And also who coached that team because he's gonna get hired by yeah. Tarleton State or Kentucky <laughs> yeah. in five years. because uh, he's obviously a great coach. So Wow, poor Bruce Weber, and uh, I mean, it it happens fast in college basketball. You can get to the mountaintop pretty quickly, and yeah, it goes. Um, I want to shout out to Columbus Crew as well. Did mm-hmm. a live show, going to do it again Saturday. Big game, MLS Cup, Seattle Sounders, Columbus Crew in Columbus on Fox. Uh, this isn't even company man Mark talking. This is this mm-hmm. is Columbus Crew Mark talking. Uh, Love it. We got to have it. We have a couple guys that are apparently aren't going to be able to play. Couple of our best players are out because of uh, COVID stuff, which sucks. But uh, you know, listen, adversity, iron sharpens iron. Uh, pressure makes diamonds. What I, I'm trying to think of other <laughs> things. JJ Watt. Which mm. um, <laughs> I feel good about it. We're gonna win. And there's there's literally I I crunch the numbers. There's literally no way we can lose this game. There's none. Mm-hmm. So we're fine. <laughs> uh, this is all going to go well, and we're gonna win the cup. So that's exciting. So shout out to the crew. Mm. Shout out to the crew. Anything I'm else? pulling for him too. That's all I got. I mean, shout out to What's Coach up? K uh, for the content. I want to shout oh. out again the fact that we went to the Maui Invitational and that they got <laughs> us in a bubble. I mean, yeah. like, think about this. Like, we did the safest yeah. version of college basketball that's going to happen all year. I'm not sure we're going to get that until the tournament. So, we were a part of the safest but, version of college basketball. So, you're, you're absolutely right. But you. at the same time, you, uh, I think I'm siding with K because by the end of the Maui run, I was ready to go home and see my. <laughs> I, was <laughs> I was like, dude. I can't do this hotel and, and uh, stuff shoved up my nose well. uh, constantly. Oh, I had one more shout out. Shout out to the big lead. 
uh, who did their their media uh, awards of the year. Whatever. Oh, yeah, I did see this. And that was very we nice. were named Honorable Mention Podcast of the Year. Uh, our buddies at Part of My Take won it. Of course they won it. Um, mm-hmm. They they won podcast. We're better as an honorable mention anyway. Tate, we were one of three honorable mentions. The other one, uh, the other two were ten questions with Kyle Brandt. Uh, mm. Great great show. We love that. Uh, and then a little plucky upstart called the Bill Simmons podcast. So uh, oh, I we, launched and produced that podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, shout out to Big Lee. This is a this is an award that uh, if I'm not mentioned, I don't care, and I think it's uh, stupid. And all these <laughs> but, awards are but dumb as soon as and, you bring in the, bring in our names, we're like. Wow, that was really honorable. I, I, I do feel honored, I will say. I know it was an honorable mention, and I do feel very honored. And I appreciate when people take notice of you and I talking because, you know, you and I like to have a lot of fun, and we appreciate yeah. when people listen and engage I was with generally us, so. shocked. That we were, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. I, 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 thought I, it was, I thought it was a joke. I thought someone yeah. put us in as like a typo like to say, like, that was their pick. I, it was real. I, I like I like operating on the understanding that nobody's listening. Yes, that, that we're yes, just... <laughs> of course. That's why we say so many things. People are like, I can't believe they said that. We're like, well, we didn't think you were listening. That's, that's, that's <laughs> kind of the issue. Is this microphone on? <laughs> uh no i i am such a hypocrite because i i actually saw the 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 big lead article and i was like skimming through it and reading like different picks or whatever and then i kind of like rolled my eyes i was like you know like media awards like it's pretty clear like you're just picking the the guys who are going to tweet about this and talk about this on your show to generate interest in what you're doing here and all oh my god that's that all right (laughs) yeah i gotta gotta talk about that on the show (laughs) (laughs) so good (laughs) oh man All right, that's the show. Uh, We'll be back on Tuesday with good guys and bad guys and other guys and and, uh, Coach K updates and what have you. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for giving us honorable mention awards. We love Mm -hmm. all of you. Go crew. Save the crew. Go win the cup. 